Christ is risen. Do you find the joy of Easter fading as the weeks go on since Easter Sunday? Granted, we don't have the numbers we had that morning, but is there still the same just joy with that statement we just made? With all those dreary, dark, and cold weeks of Lent behind us, and with Holy Week and the suffering of Christ no longer so prominently before our hearts and minds, we joyfully brought back the Alleluias and the chanting and the service, and certainly more joyful music than that of Lent to celebrate the joy of His resurrection. But is your joy fading into sadness? As Jesus was speaking to the disciples in our text from John's Gospel, their joy is fading into sadness. Jesus is telling them He must go away to His death. However, He tells them He will see them again after His resurrection. But then He would leave them once more to return to the Father. They are overtaken by sadness and grief, thinking about his departure. In the fullness of their confession that Peter had proclaimed, you are the Christ, and seeing the miracles he had done, and walking with the very Son of the living God, their sadness as he talks of his departure is logical. What will happen? The good Lutheran question, what does this mean? What will we do? To whom shall we go and turn to when he is gone? For us who believe in the resurrected Christ, our lives should have nothing in them except the joy and the love of Christ, a reflection of his love for us to those all around us, a love and faith that places all our trust in him no matter the circumstances. But this is difficult. It is difficult because sin still wages a war in our flesh and all around us. It is a war where the devil and all his legions desire to snatch us away from salvation that Christ has won. It is Satan's desire that we would curse God because of misfortune in this life, the effects of sin, and even our own sinful flesh. It is even our own sinful nature that wants to fight the will of God for us in our lives, a will He shows us with His law and commandments. I wonder, does the devil like the law and God's commandments? Possibly, in fact, does he love them? God desires for His creatures, you, me, and all He has given breath, to be perfect, just as He is perfect. It's a tall task. God demands that we keep His law and commandments. However, the devil desires to have us see our fulfillment of that law as our way to find peace with God and eternal life. He wants this so that we either fall into despair and see God as unloving, angry, and uncaring, a God that cannot be appeased by anything we do, so that we will turn our back on that God and seek another God, a small G God, a false God of our own design who, can, who we can place limits on, not the other way around. Or 
He desires that we come to the conclusion that we are, in fact, secure in our keeping of the law, that we are good people, capable of keeping God's law and commands to His righteous satisfaction. The devil wants us to give up, check out of church, and not love God or enter into a false belief that God is content with our sinful lives and our self-righteousness. Self-righteousness that believes, well, me and God, we are, we're good. I mean, I'm not that bad compared to others. Yeah, we're good. Sure, I'll go to heaven. Pretty sure, anyway. God loves me because I'm me. Well, enter the work of the one, the helper, that Jesus with the Father sends. And when He comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in Me. The power of the Holy Spirit is one of conviction against a world of sin. Sure, their sin out there, but also our sin in here in this congregation and in here in each of our hearts and our bodies. But the power of the Holy, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are given faith. Faith that sees our true condition before God as sinners with no righteousness of our own to save us. It convicts us and makes us see our need for a Savior. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. The Holy Spirit can fix us concerning righteousness because the resurrection of Jesus and His departure from this creation to His Father proves His righteousness, good standing with His Father. Jesus is truly His Son with whom He is well pleased because Jesus has kept the law and the commandments perfectly and has purchased that righteousness for us by His sinless sacrifice. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, the power of death has been removed. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can have joy and sing as we did in our introit just a few moments ago. Sing to the Lord a new song, alleluia, for He has revealed His righteousness in the sight of the nations, alleluia. His right hand and His holy arm have worked salvation for Him. He has remembered His steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and praises. Joyous songs and praises. Still, this is often difficult. At times, very difficult for us in this life where we are burdened with sin and all its effects. You know them. Guilt over what we have done and left undone. Depression. Separation from those we love. Illness and yes, even death. All of this is wrapped in the devil's lie that as believers, we are just not good enough for God. He takes a little truth, that is that we are sinners, and robs it of the gospel of Christ that tells us that, in fact, God's creatures, you and me, are so loved and important to Him that He has given His Son to suffer and die for us. 
He suffered and died for us to take our punishment for sin and to taste death for us before going away to sit at the right hand of God. Jesus is God's powerful right arm to save us. His right arm that crushes the devil and his lies. The fulfillment of the law and commandments is done to the great pleasure of God, the Father, by his Son. It is not for us to do. It is impossible for us to do. What God desires is that we have faith in what Christ has done for us, not our own attempts to keep his law and commands. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, is sent so that you may know Christ for you, so that you can see Christ on the cross there for you, so that you can know Christ resurrected for you. The highest praise of God is to have faith in what he has done through his Son. It is to live in the reality of the day described in Isaiah 12 that reads, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say on that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praise to the Lord, for he has done generously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. That is all of you and me. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. What God has gloriously done is send his Son to suffer for the sins of all people. He has proclaimed this by the power of the Holy Spirit to create faith in what he has done, not in what we have done or will do. Christ did not say on the cross, it is started, as if we should or could finish his work on the cross with our own work. He said, it is finished. God is in our midst here in his word and sacrament. He is here in our liturgy and our hymns that sing to God of his wonderful love for us with his own words so that we may believe it is truly finished, even as we suffer with the effects of sin around us. His Spirit reminds us of our need for a Savior and proclaims Christ crucified for our sin, giving us His righteousness before God and promising us a glorious resurrection like His. The Holy Spirit comforts us in our eternal life, life now, even as we are still both saint and sinner with the promise of this resurrection and gives us a taste of it now as we come together as God's people to draw near him and receive his son's body and blood. May the Holy Spirit bless you with a joy and peace that comes through faith in Christ and the promise of eternal life in him. For Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Amen.